welcome to Guide to the Unknown. I'm Kristen. I'm William. And we are here to, to, uh oh, to uh, tingle your spines. I was gonna say, scare you. It got mixed up in there, so I almost said tingle your scares. But I stopped myself. I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna regale you with stories tonight. We're gonna tingle your scares. Yeah. Uh, Welcome back, everybody. If you've never listened to Guide to the Unknown before, Kristen and I each pick a topic from the world of uh, mystery, mm-hmm. share them with each other, and you. Uh, this happens every Friday. You can hit us up online at GTTU Pod. That's right. Um, okay. Who's going to do this? You go first. I go first. You go Why first. Why don't I go first? Okay. Let's, let's get in the mute. <laughs> Set the mute? <laughs> All right. Okay. Sorry. Okay, here we go. So... I feel, Will, and we've talked about it a little bit before, we're both excited about something in this arena, that there's been a lot of deja vu entertainment out there recently. What? Yeah, that's absolutely true. Do do you... Do you have a feeling about the, you're you were kind of like, like, were you going to do that or something? There might be some deja vu in this episode. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Excellent. Well, I wanted to see, I was concerned that you were also going to do deja vu. So I texted you to ask you if your thing was timely. Will, would you mind going to your phone and um, reading what I wrote to you? Is this like a magic trick now? Yes, it is. (laughs) I I think you'll find it most illuminating. Okay. Uh, You wrote, is your topic tonight timely? And I said, moderately. Timely is a good term for it. You? And you wrote, hmm. Well, I'm concerned I might be picking the same thing as Vu. I mean, you. <laughs> and then you never wrote back. I didn't even see that text. <laughs> oh, really? It didn't occur to me until I was, like, finishing my research for the show <laughs> that I should probably have followed up with you to make sure I wasn't covering the same ground as you. I didn't hear back, so I thought you were just ignoring me <laughs> because you were, like, busy and you're like, I can't deal with this crap right now. Well, I, have I was a, like, well, <laughs> if, if his topic wa- – that's a big enough leaving – Right. Enough clue that if his topic was deja vu, I think you would have gotten back to me, so I feel safe. Yeah, no, I didn't even see that. So that yeah. did function as a really good magic trick. Thanks. Or as like some sort of a Mandela effect yeah. that it, I had never seen it, but it was there the whole time. I planted it yeah. knowing that I could cash in on it later. You hid it in another universe and then brought it into Universe Prime. Exactly what I did. Yeah. So I am going to talk about deja vu tonight, the phenomenon of deja vu. Mm. So it is in the upcoming movie that Will and I are both stoked to see, Happy Death Day to you we're both big fans of happy happy death day the original yeah it plays a big part in the netflix show russian doll yeah um, that that's came right out a couple weeks ago have you watched that no i've it's heard it was good really good yeah i loved it we watched it all in one day wow okay well, i mean ryan was six so we we're just kind of like laid out but still i had a great time right on um in Groundhog's Day, it's in a lot of popular things to the degree that I saw an article online that I didn't read. I saw the headline that was basically saying, like, is this its own genre now, basically? Like, are these things all homages to Groundhog Day? Or can we say that, like, the deja vu, day repeating over and over again thing is kind of like there's enough material in this subject now that it's kind of its own thing. Yeah, it's it's its own it kind is. of format, yeah, I think. It's, yeah, it's specific and it's not easy to wrap up like you're like, scary movie, blah, blah, blah. You have to be like, you know that thing of like when you die and you wake up and it's the same day all over again? That. Right. But still, it is kind of its own thing now. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to go into the scientific ideas and basis as to why we might experience deja vu and then the paranormal ideas of why we might experience Deja vu. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So do you experience deja vu often? Not often, but I have definitely experienced it. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I was really surprised that not everybody has experienced it. I kind of thought it was just like part of the human experience. Um, according to How Stuff Works, it's like 70% of the population has reported experiencing deja vu. I was huh. so surprised by that statistic. Maybe they just haven't experienced it yet. True. You True. know, yeah. those were all accounts of, uh, you know, yeah, up to by that li- point living people lives. said yeah. that. It's a good point. It's a good point. We need to poll the dead. Yeah, they don't state on many polls whether or not they're getting this information from the living or the dead. It's incomplete data as far as I'm concerned. Exactly. Data. Um, And also, interestingly, the highest number of instances of deja vu occur in people 15 to 25 years old. Oh. What the hell's going on in there? I have a theory. Oh, yeah. So I have this organized a little bit. So it's science and paranormal and then conjecture corner where I have an idea. Okay. That I'd like to pause it. Conjecture corner. I actually only wrote it down as conjecture in my notes. I just said conjecture corner right now. Do you have any bits and bobs? No, no bits and bobs. Mm, okay. Just but conjecture. At least we have the conjecture corner. Exactly. Um, so deja vu, if you guys don't know what it is by any chance, it's basically this overwhelming sensation or sense of familiarity that you have done or experienced the thing that's happening to you right now. It's usually very, very strong. Like, oh my God, like, I feel like I've been here before. And it's so, um, I think that the concept of it is so familiar. And also for some people, like it's happened enough in your lifetime that the feeling is so familiar that you don't even acknowledge it that way. You just think like, oh man, I've got major deja vu, which is just like, oh, I've done this before, but you obviously haven't. Like it could happen in a country you've never been to before, in a museum you've never been to before. So you could literally have never done that before. But you have this overwhelming sense of familiarity is the best way I can think to put it. To the 70 or to the 30% of -hmm. people who've never experienced deja vu, Mm -hmm. that much sound nuts uh, yeah That's completely kind of crazy what's so interesting about this like deja vu is one of those things which i think is so cool and interesting and love where like there are tons of people who've experienced it so let's say 70 percent of the population some of those 70 are scientists and people who you know deal in things that are or at least who are in their professional lives or something like absolutes and i like that this is something that like almost everybody has proof of happening to them and yet it's unexplained well but proof is even tricky there, right? Right. But it's inner proof. Like if you proof. know that this happened right. to you, but you can't explain it, I feel like it's one of those things that opens up the possibility of other things that you can't explain and yet you know to be true. If deja yeah. vu is so true, like why aren't other things true even though we don't have proof of them? Yeah. And you know? what's also tricky is that probably in the 30% of people who've never experienced right. it, they're probably also scientists and stuff. Yeah. So a scientific mind who's never experienced mm-hmm. it uh, might look at a scientific mind who has experienced it mm-hmm. and be like – yeah, but what are you really talking about? What are really your credentials? Or maybe you're not on the up and up. True, but 70% is a huge 70% is a lot. margin. So even a scientist – I don't know how I got on this terror about scientists doing this stuff. But even a scientist like <laughs> looking at this data would be like, okay, 70% of people have said they experienced it even if I have not. Like I can't deny that data. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it's got to be a real thing unless this is just like widespread – like wishful thinking and or mania or something like that on like a very like minor degree scale. Right. But I think it's cool. I think it's interesting that it's something that most people have experienced that they can, it might open you up to being like, well, what other weird things like might be real? It's interesting. I, I feel like it's also maybe because it is such a commonplace thing though. Um, it almost gets put in its own category of like, yeah, yeah, deja vu is a thing, but right. ghosts are nothing. That's what I'm saying. I think it's so interesting that we're like, yeah, deja vu. But, like, it's not that much weirder than a lot of other things that we write off, like ghosts or whatever. Yeah, it is. When you think it about it. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. Um, so the words deja vu mean already seen in French. Hmm. 
Um, and when I was looking for like scientific information about deja vu, there's actually very little about it, which I thought was kind of cool. I was kind of expecting to find more like I didn't know any of this stuff and I thought I was going to read like, oh, it's actually like when the synapse fires this way and blah, blah, blah. Like I actually yeah. really thought there was going to be an explanation for it. Right. And I was kind of surprised and a little delighted that there isn't. Mm-hmm. People really don't know. Um, so one thing that we do know is that this isn't obviously the case in all people, but it's definitely deja vu associated with temporal lobe seizures. So people who have epilepsy and have temporal lobe seizures and the temporal lobe is involved in vision, memory, sensory input, language, emotion, and comprehension. Deja vu has been found to, to enough of a degree that it seems like it's kind of like a thing, um, to happen just prior to seizures and not every single seizure, not every single person, but it's an occurrence they've noticed happens a lot prior to seizures or sometimes, and this is like so freaky to me, um, in between convulsions so like you know if if somebody was having kind of like a cluster seizure maybe like in those moments of lucidity because during seizures i mean i kind of know some stuff about seizures my dog has epilepsy i'm sure there's a lot i don't know so if i'm saying something wrong i'm sorry i don't mean to like misrepresent seizures i don't know but um my understanding is that during seizures you're unconscious like Mm -hmm. you don't know what's going on so from what i was reading it seems like if somebody's having a cluster seizure where they're unconscious come out of it for a period they have another seizure and they're unconscious again during those in between come out periods they might be experiencing deja vu feelings which sounds so disorienting to go i'm sure it's not as rapid as i'm saying like unconscious deja vu unconscious deja vu but like coming back into consciousness from what i've read is so disorienting as it is to add in like that weird cool but also strange sensation of deja vu sounds extra just disorienting and confusing like where am i what is going on right have i i've been here before i've been here before right and i also i just woke up i don't know what was happening because it's not like you like necessarily i'm sure it depends but like no like oh here comes a seizure you Mm. might kind of but there's always that drop off you know what i mean it's not like gradual you're not having one and then you have one right so it just sounds like that sounds very intense to me um but again as i'm saying that out loud like there are also degrees of deja vu like t- sure. there have been times i've had deja vu where i'm like this is insane like yes. this really feels and there are times where you're like this seems kind of familiar huh oh, yeah it can be like a little itch yeah or it can yeah. be a full-on like whoa i've been here before i've done this before i've had yeah. deja vu so intense where i'm like Oh, I can almost I feel like I can almost predict what's going to happen right. next. Right, totally. Because I have seen this event play out before. Well, William, that may have happened for you in particular, which I'll get to. So, um, conjecture. Conjecture corner. Not about you. I'll get to you. I want to know about me first. <laughs> in <laughs> my the, new segment, me first. <laughs> yeah. It's in the paranormal section. Okay. Um wow. So my conjecture about this thing with the seizures, um, I tried to do a little bit of looking up about this, but I didn't find it. Could deja vu in some instances and some people like all these things be like a mini, 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 mini seizure of the temporal lobe in some way? Like, is there some sort of weird misfiring that's happening or jarring in the temporal lobe that like messes with your sense of reality just in that moment? Just in that super brief, fleeting, momentary malfunction. Exactly. And not something that you would necessarily notice or feel the way that somebody feels a seizure and obviously not lose consciousness. But if if it's, if it seems to be tied to the temporal lobe in people with epilepsy, could it be tied to an epileptic activity of the temporal lobe in people who don't have epilepsy, you know, diagnosed? 
just something to think about. That was yeah, it's interesting. It's like, you know, you're walking down the street. You mm-hmm. stumble. You ever do that thing where you trip? Yeah. You look back to what you stumbled over. There's nothing there. You just kind of like fumbled over your own feet. Yeah. It's like there was a miscoordination. Exactly. That happened there. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with your legs or feet. No. It just means that something right. didn't something align just right. Something didn't work the way that it's supposed to work to keep everything status quo. Teeny tiny stumble. Boom. Right. And it just – because it's the brain. Mm-hmm. It's the human brain. Yeah. Has the effect of being like, oh, I've, I've been here. Especially because, you know yeah. – uh, Weird example, but like having a routine, doing the same thing all the time. You and I sit at this table yep. at the same time every Wednesday mm-hmm. and we look at this camera. Um, it's not as if this feels like deja vu. Yeah. You know no. what I mean? So it's oh, it's even totally different from ha- from the feeling of familiarity. Yeah. It's like this overwhelming like, oh, I'm in a construct. Right. This is – like everything, like a, a particle of dust moving through the air feels like it's moving in the same pattern as I've right. seen experienced before. And I think it's the knowing that the familiarity isn't warranted. Like we feel somewhat similar when we do this because we know we do this all the time. Right. Like it's weird to have that sense of familiarity when you don't have that knowing that this should feel familiar. Right, right, right. It feels just totally incongruous with, with what's going on. Like the emotion doesn't match the intellectual knowing of what's happening. You yeah. emotionally are like, oh, I've been here before, but you're intellectually are like, no, I haven't. Oh, I haven't had this conversation have before. Right. It's so weird that and so weird. cool. Um, so obviously there are people, who, you know, with and without epilepsy who have deja vu. And there are some people who study this kind of stuff like psychoanalysts um, who chalk it up to fantasy or wish fulfillment. Like they kind of think that it's sort of like we all, I, I don't know. The way that I read into this was that it was almost like the idea of like, Again, the most benign mass hysteria, if this is what these people's theories are, that like we know that deja vu is a thing. So we kind of like will ourselves in some weird way to experience it every once in a while. I don't believe that at all. Yeah, but I think that that's what they're saying. Spoken like a true 30 percenter. <laughs> yeah, right, totally. yeah, I think I know which not quadrant, which pie piece those psychoanalysts fall into. <laughs> fall into not eat. <laughs> No, I'm, th- I'm talking about a graph of 70 and 30. They fall into that little 30 slice. I know which pie- piece of the pie you're eating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know which triangle you're sucking, Kimosabi. That's right. Ew. <laughs> How you eat pie? Suck on a pie. Yeah. Filter it through your teeth. That like. crust is going to get so wet. Oh, yeah. Gross. <laughs> okay. Um, and then <laughs> I lost my place, unsurprisingly. Um, oh, and then exactly what we just said. Um, a lot of psychiatrists say that it's a brief mismatch in the brain that confuses the present with the past. Right. And I wrote, does this tie into my conjecture question mark? I think it does. Oh, my. <laughs> so like kind of a misfire of the temporal lobe. It's interesting, though, to think of that as like misconstruing the present and the past. Right. Mm-hmm. That's funny because, yeah. It's- like, uh, oh, man, there's a quote from um, – Great Gardens, where she's like, it's hard to keep track of the present, the past. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> it's hard to keep track of the past. <laughs> that's funny. That, yeah. yeah, that's that's a very interesting – that's like something to chew on for yeah. a while. Oh, <laughs> it's, absolutely. It's very, yeah. Yeah, it's intense. Um, so there's also this school of thought which was brought about by Swiss scholar Arthur Funkhauser. Great oh, name. Man. Um, that there are different categories and nuances to deja vu, which we kind of talked about in a way, um, and that we can understand it better if we study those particular categories. So he kind of coined the term deja visite. I don't know if I'm saying that right. For already visited, meaning like specifically that you feel like you've been to this place before, this geographical oh, okay. place. And then deja visu, V-E-C-U, for already experienced or lived through, which is kind of like the more like, 
that's kind of what we think of deja vu as altogether, but he's sort of dividing them into those two categories. Yeah, drilling deeper. Uh-huh. Deja vu is the overall sensation. Right, and deja visite is like this place I have been to before. What is happening that makes us feel that way about a place? Versus an is, action. Right, right. or just something going on. Sure, yeah. yeah. Um, I tried to look up more because I thought it was interesting, but they were like all academic papers, yeah. and I lost my mojo. Right, yeah, <laughs> so. that, I, I, that's perfectly fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so now the paranormal ideas about what deja vu maybe is. Um, you know what? I'll fast forward to how it might have to do with you. Oh, Let me okay. Sc- scroll down a little bit. Okay, so some people think that it could have to do with clairvoyance. So maybe that you didn't actually experience this in the past, but maybe you for real dreamed this experience. So you actually had this dream and your experience like you're having that deja vu because you have seen this before but it was in your dream which was like a predictive clairvoyant dream yeah i i like that especially because the psychics told me that i would get most of my visions through dreams so it would track theoretically right that my experiences with deja vu deja vu deja vu deja vu are because i Oh, nothing beats my Hellman's deja vu. <laughs> that was a Dijonese commercial that I've had stuck in my head I hope for like 20 years. If there's a doctor like Heinrich Hellman who studies deja vu <laughs> and he needs a podcast theme song, <laughs> give us a call, Heinrich. Heinrich Hellman. Do you guys remember that Dijonese commercial? Do you remember Dijonese? Is Dijonese a thing anymore? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. We can move uh, for more uh, uh, conjoined condiments. Head to YouTube.com/slash/talkbomb. That's true. We uploaded a couple of bonus yeah. videos loosely under the banner of Guide to the Unknown, yep. where Kristen and I explore websites. Yes. One of them was a PB Goober <laughs> user review thing. Another food portmanteau. Anyway, yeah, it's video exclusive. Yeah. But so um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, I think that that's an interesting idea. I also think the thing that holds me up about it, though, is that if 70% of people have experienced deja vu, mm-hmm. and deja vu might be some of that clairvoyance experience, that would mean the majority of people uh, have some sort of clairvoyance when I'd prefer that to be the minority <laughs> so that I'm special. Well, if this gives you any comfort – Everything that I'm about to talk about is, again, situational. They're not saying that everyone who experiences deja vu is is experiencing it as a result of clairvoyance. It's like, maybe it's this for some people. Maybe it's that for other people. Maybe it's both for some people. Whatever. So I can still be unique and precious. You're still special, boy. Well, thank God for that. (laughs) Um, So one of the most obvious – well, you know, obvious or not. But anyway, one of the most prevalent ideas about – how deja vu could be linked to paranormal stuff is whether this is past life stuff that you actually did experience something very like this in your past life. And there's a piece of you remembering it. So maybe you didn't, maybe they didn't have PB Goober when your past life was going on, but you were a big fan of peanut butter and jelly going to the smuckers.com website and reading reviews about PB Goober could still like initiate your uh, your deja vu response because you remember how much you loved peanut butter and jelly in that past life. Do you see what I'm saying? I see exactly what you're saying. <laughs> and it makes a lot of sense to me. It's yeah. ringing a lot of personal bells. Absolutely. So here's my conjecture about that. Okay. I was surprised I didn't find this anywhere. I'm sure it's out there somewhere because it's not like such a deep idea that I can't 
you know, I'm sure somebody else has thought of it, but I didn't find it in my researches. Um, what about the idea of it being parallel universe slash dimension kind of thing? Yeah. So like, what if, you know, you from not your past life, but you of another dimension, like eats PB goober all the time. You have this dimension. Don't eat PB, PB goober all the time. But if you go to the smuckers.com website, you're going to be pinged because other dimension you loves PB goober. I think that's interesting, but I, I wonder if it's not about love. I wonder if it's about some sort of a specific uh, big moment suddenly happening. Because mm-hmm. maybe your deja vu is brought on by an event where it's just like – Almost like you're like sitting in a cafe or something. You hear a car car door slam, mm-hmm. and somehow that triggers like, whoa! I feel like I've heard that. Yeah, totally. Before sometimes it's a completely mundane. Again, thing I'm happening. using a silly example of just a random thing, but absolutely no their sure. ideas. Yeah, maybe that mm-hmm. is the moment that in the parallel universes of the world, another version of you just died. Wait, what? What might signify that you just died in a parallel universe? Getting deja vu. Oh, okay. Maybe what that's what that is, Maybe. is that a, a parallel universe has just folded into I would say it just slammed ours. into you, basically. Yeah. Yeah, like it, you're not needed in this other universe again, so now all of you is Whoa. in yourself. Yes. Ooh, I like that. Isn't that interesting? So like, yeah. like Voldemort having his soul split across the seven horcruxes, right. our soul is split across the infinite Right. Uh, universe Like a theory. big accordion. Yes. And every time one of those dies, the accordion comes together boom. a little bit more. Boom, Just a little bit boom, more. And you boom. suddenly have the overwhelming feeling of familiarity because mm-hmm. another level of reality just merged into yours. You're in two yeah. places at the same time. I like that theory. Yeah. And the people, the 30% of people who have never experienced deja vu mm-hmm. don't exist in a right. lot they're, of other universes. Maybe they're only in this dimension. Maybe yeah. that's what explains it. Yes, exactly. They're just not accordioned out. Yeah. Ooh, I like that theory. That's a good one. Thank you. You can sit in my conjection corner anytime. <laughs> um, so another idea is that deja vu is basically a good sign. It's kind of a sign that you're on the right path, a little bit of a nudge from your higher self or your soul, like giving you a sign in that way. It's making you feel something that's a little bit otherworldly to kind of let itself be known and be like, you're doing the right things. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of akin to synchronicities, which are like, Things that you could write off as coincidence but seem beyond coincidence, um, not in the deja vu way, but just things where you're just like, what are the chances? But sometimes to like extremely nuts degrees right. that do feel so unlikely that they do feel guided by some unseen hand in some way. That's just like, how could this be a thing? Yeah, that's interesting. Um, So both of those things are subtle signs that your mind could kind of brush off. Um, but they could be signs that your unconscious mind, um, then I guess I went off a little bit here, perhaps the part of your mind connected to the universe, the collective unconscious, that well of trust, I was really having a moment, is letting you know that it's with you and you're doing all right. I like that. That yeah. that also feels uh, like that that idea of like your ears are burning or what is it? We're, yeah, when, your ears are ringing. Your ears ringing, yeah. that means that somebody's thinking about you or something, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, basically. Yeah. It's like a, it's an otherworldly action that shows you otherworldly forces are thinking about you, basically. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, and then this one I thought was very cool. I really like the name of this because um, I think it's it's a cool sounding name and it's kind of evocative of what it is. It's referred to as the tuning fork phenomenon. So um, there is this idea that when deja vu happens in con- – so this is a very specific deja vu. It's deja vu that's happening when you're with another person or maybe having to do with another person. Um, it's the idea that your frequencies are matching up out there in the ether somewhere. So it could either be, you know, you and me talking, or maybe the subtle bodies, our kind of etheric bodies, 
our frequencies are lining up. We're on the same wavelength in some same page about this. And that's happening so powerfully that it kind of causes a ripple effect. Like when you hit a tuning fork and those vibrations come out and that ripple effect causes deja vu. Hmm. Um, so that doesn't necessarily mean that your soulmates or anything like that. It could, but that's not like a sign or anything. But with this particular experience of deja vu, it can kind of be a sign to you that the person you're interacting with is matched up with you. In, and it could be situational. It could be about that thing that you're talking about. Again, right. it's all degrees. It doesn't have to be a huge big deal, but you guys are matching in some way potentially. That's interesting. That plays off the idea of us having sort of like auras and being yeah. attuned to <clears throat> wavelengths and right. spectrums and energies. Yeah. Cool. Exactly. It's cool, right? Um, and then also I found this interesting. I only found it one place. It was, it was kind of random. Um, it said that when ghosts are around us, the likelihood of us experiencing deja vu is higher. Like they exert some sort of influence or whatever hmm. that makes deja vu more likely. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I wonder if there's anybody who, uh, uh, outside of a seizure happening, experiences near constant deja vu. I wonder. I mean, there are all kinds of crazy, you know, brain things that happen to people. So that, that could be. You know? Yeah. And maybe for a person like that, maybe they are able to see. Well, I feel like I would have come across this because now, I mean, I'm totally making this up. But I'm thinking if there were a person like that who was having near constant deja vu and if they were studied, I would imagine there would be things going on in the brain that you could see like, oh, when this happens, this is firing to that or whatever. True. You right. know what I mean? That would help so maybe there was a person who experiences that. But I don't. I didn't come across anything like, like that. But it's a very interesting idea. Or it'd be cool if uh, deja vu does mean that another parallel universe version of you died, mm -hmm. and we find that out as like a fact somehow. Yeah. You know, I don't know. A, right. God tells yeah. us that or something. Whatever. Yeah. And then there's somebody who's like, huh. I don't believe it. And then they start experiencing deja vu yeah, yeah, on the like, regular. Oh, you don't believe it, huh? And there's a dimension hopping assassin after them. Yeah. Ooh. And they know it's a matter of time like until the they come to my dimension. That's right. And get this version of me. Yeah, that deja vu is like a ticking clock, basically. Yeah. And it would be the worst. Every time you feel that slam, you're like, he got another one of me. Oh my God, he got another one of me. Oh my God, he got another one of me. And then it culminates with, Again, like Horcruxes. with the assassin finally finding the me that's been paranoid about this for all this time. Yeah. And they, they go like, I found your dimension, boy. And they like point a gun at me or hold a knife to me or something. And then we smash cut yeah. to another version of me sitting in a Starbucks going, I just had the weirdest feeling. Oh, well. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't really affect me. Yeah, yeah, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. So this is my final conjecture having to do with the idea of ghosts being around us, upping the likelihood of deja vu. Mm -hmm. Could it be their way of communicating sometimes? Again, situational, some ghosts, sometimes, whatever. But like similar to the idea of the higher self or the soul kind of communicating with us and letting us know like things are going well. Let me give you this little ripple that makes you feel otherworldly that shows you that you're on the right path. Maybe ghosts are kind of summoning up their strength and manifesting it in this kind of like record skip that happens. Hmm. To some extent, deja vu occasionally, to me, feels like waking up. Mm. Even though I've been going about my day, yeah, it could be five o'clock in the afternoon and all of a sudden deja vu and yeah. I'm in the moment and paying attention to everything around me well, so in a way that new. I had not previously. Right. Is it a gift of awareness, mm -hmm. increased awareness mm -hmm. for a moment? Yeah. Uh, almost yeah. like a burst Good of adrenaline. Question. Like yeah. a ghost touching. Giving you a little tap. Touching your uh, temple. Yeah. Side of your head by your temporal lobes. Uh-huh. And just going like, 
bingo, here's some uh, additional yeah. awareness for you. Yeah. For the next yeah. few seconds. Yeah, definitely. I like that thought. Because mm. yeah, it does feel like a little jolt when you experience deja vu. It's just like it is heightened awareness, which kind of wakes you up a little bit. Yeah, it's like a micro energy drink. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I like that idea. So that's deja vu. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a what a that's a true phenomenon right, that we take phenomenon. for granted. Yes. But that, there is no answer for that's it. That's part of what is so interesting to me about it is that we all just accept it. We're like, yeah, deja vu. Weird, yep. huh? We're it's just a fact. so used to it, but it's very weird and it's unexplained. Absolutely. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um well, yes, you and I are uh, attuned to the same frequency mm-hmm. because of happy death day to you. Yes. Yes. Very much looking forward to it. <laughs> As am I. Um so my topic tonight deals uh, with other sorts of phenomenon uh. in a realm similar to yours. Uh. Kristen, uh, tonight I'm going to tell you all about time travel. <gasps> Great. Mm. Now I uh, looked into a few things here. The sort of uh, mythological representation of time travel, uh. pop culture, can time travel really happen? Ooh. And I'm going to end it all with a, a special little segment about uh, – instances of real time travelers okay uh in our history great so um <clears throat> the idea of time travel goes back a long ways um and i'm gonna sort of try to divide this topic into two sort of concepts okay. one is people who travel back in time and the other is people who travel forward in time okay traditionally most of the like old old like going back to the year 700 Stories about time travel are about people accidentally traveling further and further into the future. Uh-huh. So uh, let's go. Big oopsie. <laughs> yeah, big old oopsie. Let's go back in Hindu mythology uh, to a Sanskrit epic called the Mahabharata. It depicts a king who travels to heaven and then when he comes back down uh, to, to earth, to our plane, he's surprised to find out that ages have passed. Uh, his kingdom is gone. Yeah. Um, there's a Japanese story called the Urashima Taro about a young fisherman who visits an undersea palace. After three days, he returns home to find out that 300 years have passed. Oof. This is a recurring theme that shows up in different mythologies around love the that. world. You know I love that. Isn't it fascinating? I love it when different things show up different places. Before internet time, before that, they've just separately all had the same idea. Doesn't that seem like a coinky dink? What if you went yeah. somewhere and then when you came back, more time had passed than you thought? Right. Your family is gone. You might have grandkids that are older than you. Yeah, now. yeah. Now, something wacky like that. That's a mind fudge. Pretty common. And then uh, we're going to jump way later in human history. We're going to go to the 1700s to talk about time travel fiction. Cool. Um, the earliest fictional time travel story is not. Uh, an agreed upon thing. Nobody is like, this is absolutely the earliest one. However, it seems like this is for sure a contender. Uh, it, it's the story Memoirs of the 20th Century, written by Samuel Madden. Okay. This is in 1733. Very strange. 1733. It's written, it's essentially a book of notes. Yeah. The notes are all written by British ambassadors in the year 1998. Okay. And they are writing to 1700s people, so to what would have been the modern day at the time. These right. are notes from somebody in the insane future of 1998 
uh, telling us about their future and about like how the world is politically and how it has developed uh, like in terms of its religions and yeah. everything. And the mechanism through which we got those letters, according to this book, um, are that the British ambassadors wrote their findings and then to deliver them to people 200 years ago, they gave them to a guardian angel uh-huh. who delivered them to the past. So the world's That's first – Right? It's like a simple little guardian angel mailman. Yeah. Uh, The earliest fictional storytelling time traveler is a guardian angel. I mean, who better to have the means? I guess. You know? I guess. And then that's going to continue through a few things. Um, I mean, this is jumping way further ahead, but just like time travel as a concept of science fiction or as uh, like sort of like fantasy and mythical stuff. Yeah. Like – it's a wonderful life. Mm-hmm. You see what happened what, – what the world would be like without you. Yeah. And that's uh, done b- through a guardian angel. Right. You right, know? Right. True. A Christmas carol. Uh, Scrooge sees Christmas of yore yeah. via a ghost that you might right. call a sort of guardian angel. He sees his Absolutely. future. Especially that last one, the Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, man. Yeah. Or no, not the last one. The second <laughs> last one. That last that, one. is That a, last one's not an angel. Terrifying guardian angel. Yeah. I want to – when you – after you watch Russian Doll, hit me up because I I don't know if there is. There's something that happens in it that reminded me of a Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh. I don't know if it happens in the regular Christmas Carol or not. I don't think it does. Hmm. Yeah. That's definitely piqued my interest. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the Muppet Christmas Carol and no other versions. <laughs> Same. I hate a Christmas Carol. I despise a Christmas hate. Carol unless there's a Muppet. Oh, absolutely! In it. I love a Muppet Christmas Carol, but that story is garbage to me yeah. without the Muppets. Yeah, it's garbage that should be in the Banya. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, Give her a you. flush. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a classic time travel story. Yeah. Uh, and again, this is about traveling forward in time. Interestingly, Rip Van Winkle. Kristen, what do you think you know about Rip Van Winkle? I think we talked about Rip Van Winkle on the show, Somewhat right? recently. I do not remember. No, I think it was a long time ago. No, somewhat recently. It was part really? of the Sleepy Hollow topic that I did back in October, I think, um, because it's written by Washington Irving, and uh-huh. it was found in the same original book of short stories as the Sleepy Hollow tale. I think you went into Rip Van Winkle lore during like a Land of Nod episode or something oh, like maybe, that. Oh, maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe. But yeah, he definitely came um, up somewhat recently. Yeah, I I don't remember at all. What? All right, do you have an image in your head of what Rip Van Winkle looks like? Yeah, like an older guy with like a sleep cap on and like swirly-whirly slippers. Okay, so it's all about like he was like tucking into bed or something. Yeah, and like he's grown a long beard. because. Oh, yeah. So I guess See, he, went, yeah, yeah, exactly. he went to sleep and then time passed a lot. Right. Yeah, like hundreds of right, years. Right, right, okay. Or something, yeah. right? Yep. Wrong. Oh. Dummy, <laughs> I set you up to fail. So <laughs> this is an odd story. What, are you kidding me? <laughs> you made me look like a fool on my own show? Well, I for sure thought. This is what we're doing now? Yes. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. All right, it's on. <laughs> it's on like Donkey Kong, mon frere. Oh. <laughs> I didn't help. Oh, I, I think I, I was help. seeing a. Did I see? I think I was seeing Avenue Q on Uh Broadway. On Broadway. Yeah. And something pivotal happened in the story. And a guy sitting behind me went, oh, it's on like Donkey Kong. Oh, my God. I remember you saying that. And it made me – it made my blood Wait a second. Churn and Wait boil. Wait Did we see Avenue Q together? I saw it like five times. That's right. Were you there when there were guys like heckling them and then they started making out? Were you with me? It was like no. bros. Like you would think they were like from a. Oh, I think I remember something. you telling me about that. I don't remember who I saw it with, but yeah, there are these guys who were like 
frat bros, I would say. And they were just like loud and like drinking, I think, and like talking a lot and like yelling. And they started like making out, which was a very unexpected development. Huh. Yeah. At least they had fun. I, they sure did. Um, so uh, Rip Van Winkle, strangely enough, I definitely thought this was about some old codger who fell asleep for a millennia. Codger. <laughs> it's actually about just some dude who – it's prior to the American Revolution. He goes out for a walk on the mountains to, to get away from his nagging wife. Oh, boy. Ladies are the worst. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he climbs this mountain where he finds nine bearded old men – Dressed in ornate clothes, silently bowling. Man, I don't remember this at all. I do not think we talked about this. He drinks some of their magical liquor. Okay. And goes to take a nap. When he wakes up, his sword is rusted and his dog is dead. Wow. His clothes are all tattered. Yeah. He walks down into town uh, being like, well, that was a weird night. (laughs) And doesn't recognize anybody down there. The portrait of King George isn't even on the wall anymore. It's been replaced by some guy named... Something like uh, George Washington or something like that. Oh, my God. What's going on around here? And then he runs into some other guy stealing his identity who's also named Rip Van Winkle. And he realizes, whoa, 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 whoa. That's my son. That's Rip Jr. Oh, my God. And 20 years have passed. Wow. Only 20 years. Huh. Okay. I mean, that's – I didn't necessarily think it was – Millennia. I definitely thought it was like a hundred years. I don't know what I thought. I, I knew it was a long enough time for him to grow a long beard. That's yeah. basically my only beat. Um, also, according to Wikipedia, he finds out that his nagging wife, quote, died some time ago. Did she die of nagging too much? But he is not saddened by the news. Okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah. That's not great. Flush that attitude down the toilet. <laughs> yeah, that, this Rip Van Winkle's yeah. got a, a real crappy dude. Yeah, he can go back to sleep for all I care. Yeah, go back to sleep, Rip. <laughs> <laughs> um, he learns that the, the men on the mountain might, in fact, be ghosts. Oh. And then he just gets back to his cool story. same old life. Wow. Picks up where he left off. <laughs> no repercussions, but at least that nagging wife is gone. <laughs> so it sounds like as far as Rip is concerned, who's a jerk, things worked out pretty well. Yeah, Rip Van Jerk. Yeah. That's what they would have called him. <laughs> and they were, all would have been like, yeah, jerk. yeah, Rip Van Jerk. Jerk Van Winkle. Jerk. That's better. That's way, yeah. yeah. That's way better. Anyway. <laughs> all right. So this is all sort of like odd magical means and potions. Cool. Time machines, Kristen. What are they? Where they come from? Yeah. The earliest story of a time machine is The Clock That Went Backward by Edward Page Mitchell okay. in 1881. Um, you turn the handle, the t- the hands on a clock, and you're traveling in time. So yeah. it's still sort of fantastical. Yeah. Scientific time travel, to some extent, happens in The Time Machine mm-hmm. by H.G. Wells, mm-hmm. 1895. This is the first one where it's like you get into this machine, right. you pull these levers and stuff, and, like, and this baby. Is definite. We've designed this to be a time machine. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, this coins the term time machine. This sets up in popular uh, knowledge the idea of the fourth dimension, mm-hmm. that time is a thing you can travel through just like uh, like space, yeah, height, distance, depth, time. Um, however, in reading the plot of the time machine, it also starts talking about Morlocks and the Eloy. Okay. And a woman named Weena. Weena? <laughs> How do you spell that? W-E-E-N-A. Oh, boy. It's a beautiful name. It's <laughs> a beautiful name. Also, there are crab people. Oh, wow. This story's wild. And so I move on. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, good. Yeah. There's too much happening. I'm, yeah. I'm done. So let's start talking about... Uh, Back uh, to the Future, ready. Oh, well, actually, that is the next thing that I have, but I, oh, I don't even have talking points because I just wrote down that's, popular time travel fine. fiction. Like, we all know time travel movies. Yeah. Necessary. Yeah, We totally. can talk about stuff if you want, but... It's fine. Uh, all right. Let's get into can time travel happen. Yeah. This will be a real hot brief <laughs> segment. This is where Willie's gear started spinning way too fast. Yeah. Didn't have the bandwidth for this. I think, again, I referenced it before. I think that there's an episode of In Search Of hosted by Zachary Quinto about this subject, if I remember correctly. I don't remember anything about it, but I'm pretty sure there's a time travel one. There's a subreddit called Explain It Like I'm Five. Uh-huh. And I started looking up time good. travel concepts on there, and they helped me out massively. Because otherwise, you're talking about quantum physics. Yeah, and yeah. like, listen, I'm not saying that it's impossible for me to understand, but for sure, it's hard. for this purpose, it was just like, it was beyond my present yeah. capacity. Sure. So I'll tell you this. Is time travel possible? Yes and no. Uh-huh. Um, there is not a an agreed upon consensus um, whether or not you can travel back in time. But it's not looking good. <laughs> there are a lot of theoretical reasons why maybe it's possible with wormholes. Right. But wormholes aren't holes. Like, it's like yeah. I started being like, okay, right. all right, everybody. That's too much for me Shut already. it down. Yeah. Shut down your websites. I don't have time for this right now. I can't. Yeah. Uh, and yet I was still compelled to stare at them yeah. as if somehow – the world would be real open up within the website <laughs> or like, yeah. yeah, a hole opens in the website and the person's face emerges and they're like, yeah. let me break it down for yeah. you. I'll make this real easy for you. It's uh, Jeff Foxworthy giving you some, are you smarter than a fifth grader style <laughs> knowledge about time travel? I can't believe you don't know. <laughs> you might be a time traveler if yeah. <laughs> you traveled through time. Well, we could workshop some, yeah. you might be a time traveler jokes. I would love to do that later. If your granny is wearing special space visors and talking about the 88th president, she might be a time traveler. <laughs> you want to hear my favorite? Uh, you might be a redneck joke. Definitely. If well, how do I say? It? I don't know. I know. The, I know the gist. If to. Uh, to put away the valuables, you kick the nutter butters under the couch. You might be right now. It's <laughs> a good joke. The valuables. You got to protect the valuables. You kick the nutter butters under the couch. That's a great joke. That's a legitimately great joke. I know. That's why I've remembered it for all this time. Yeah. Yeah. You got a fancy dinner party and your wife is getting ready. So you time travel to the future to try to make it to when she's done. She still isn't ready. That's good. That's good. You might be a time traveler. And that's also like in tone. It's the correct tone. Yeah, exactly. It takes my wife forever to get ready. This is good. And she still isn't ready. (laughs) I traveled 500 years in the future. Part, I might be a time traveler. The party's been over for a millennia, <laughs> and she still isn't ready. <laughs> I feel a soft spot for Jeff Foxworthy. So do I. That's I also a deep really cut nice. reference for some of you listeners out there. <laughs> well, not me. I don't know what you're Not you. About. Not yeah. you. So, um, what is it? No, I want I want that to be uh, special for some people. I'll okay. tell you. I'll tell you later. I mean, I can figure. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. <clears throat> time travel concept. So one of the things that I figured out that uh, theoretically makes time travel in the forward possible, because that's the one that's easier to wrap your head around and is actually confirmed that you can travel 
uh, faster than mm. one second per second. Right. Right. Like you think about that. That's what we're doing right now. Yeah. We're living one second of our lives per second that elapses. Yeah. Gravity affects everything. Yeah. It doesn't just affect like these physical objects. Your tea is kept on the table and the table is kept on the ground and my house is kept on the earth by gravity. Gravity also affects time. Right. So a black hole is not uh, the absence of material. It's not a hole the way you think of it. It's actually super condensed matter. Right. And so the gravity is particularly high. Mm-hmm. So this is what I got from Explain It Like I'm Five. Yeah. If you want to time travel into the future. Yeah. You want to essentially, you feel the same, but you want the world around you to fast forward. You want to hit fast forward on a remote control. Mm-hmm. Get close to a black like hole. Click. Like click. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to slow things down for a better look. <laughs> you want to speed things up for a worse look. look. Yeah. <laughs> so. The tagline of click. Yes. Go toward a black hole. Mm-hmm. The closer that you get to a black hole, uh, uh, relatively, the rest of the world seems like it's moving faster right time time is moving slower for you yeah because the gravity is so intense in the area that you're in yeah that it yeah Yeah. uh and so then when you get close to a black hole it's like the world is fast forwarding step away from the black hole when you are ready to rejoin one second per second cool yeah and so as a result um uh people who travel to outer space they're leaving the earth which has higher gravity than space right uh, their time moves more slowly out there. Right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's crazy. They, God, the world is crazy. Yeah. So they measure it in like you know, like thousandths of a second yeah, or whatever yeah. the hell. But time is moving slower, further away from right. planets. Right. So time travelers are younger than us. Uh huh. Wait. I don't know. Is that space true? travelers yeah, yeah, yeah. are younger than us? Yeah. Sorry, astronauts are younger than us. Right. That's crazy. So is Buzz Aldrin like twenty five? <laughs> he looks great. He looks really good. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, he is look, he still alive? Did he die? He looked good, Buzz. <laughs> I'm serious, Buzz. You is, look good. Is Buzz Aldrin alive still? I'm not kidding. I think so. Didn't he, didn't somebody die recently? He was like a famous astronaut. Not Neil Armstrong, right? Didn't he die like a while ago? You know, let's don't ask on. me about this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mom's gonna get mad. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> Um, yeah. So anyway, enough of that stuff. Yeah. That's, that's all I can figure out. That's all I can wrap my head around about traveling in time. Theoretically possible to travel to the past. Realistically, probably not. Uh, definitely possible to travel to the future, but it's not what you think. Yeah, it's, right. It's minute. Right. There is also a theory put forth by Stephen Hawking mm-hmm. that even through all of this conjecture and theorizing about like, well, this is how you would do it to get to the past. We don't know if we can physically get these things to align to be able to do that yet, but this is how it would work. Stephen Hawking basically went, well, hold the phone and, and pump the brakes. <laughs> he put forth something called the chronology protection conjecture. Okay. Which states oh, that... I'm also a fan of a conjecture corner. He loves a conjecture corner. Great. You and Stephen Hawking. Yeah. You got a thing going. Two peas in a pod. Yeah. Um, he theorized that even though some of this is uh, theoretically possible, the laws of nature will prevent it from happening. It would be a violation of nature to be able to travel back in time. That makes sense. Yeah. So it won't happen even if you got the stars to align to make it happen. Nature will prevent it. It won't allow it. Yeah. Life finds a way. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. You are not allowed to go back. Yeah, right. Interesting. That's cool. Yes. Um, Paradoxes, the causality loop. Um, This is essentially the idea of um, uh, somebody gives you something. You go back in time and give it to them. Mm-hmm. Where did it start? Yeah. 
you know? Yeah. Or more specifically, you go back in time to give somebody something. Right. And then they give it to you in the future. Where did it come from? Uh Uh-huh. That's the causality loop. Okay. Uh, The grandfather paradox. You go back in time and kill your own grandfather. (laughs) Right. Do you stop existing? Right. Is that even possible? If that happened, you were never born, so you couldn't have gone back in time to kill him. Right. Yeah. Um, That brings us to the many worlds theory, which is that you don't travel back in time to your own timeline. Anything that happens via time travel creates the multiple universes. Enter deja vu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've just time traveled back to your topic. Yeah. Everybody listen back to Kristen's topic and then come back to this time time stamp in the show. (laughs) Um, And the butterfly effect. The Mm -hmm. butterfly effect is typically um, just an illustration of chaos theory uh, that the flapping of a butterfly's wings can eventually um, result in a gigantic tornado happening. Mm -hmm. But we've also seen that happen a lot in time travel fiction where you go back in time, step on a bug, you come back to the present, everybody has toasters for hands. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I can't Did talk you about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was good. Uh, I can't talk about any of that stuff anymore. Yep. So let's let's conclude. Real life time travelers. Yeah. These are the times that it's been claimed we've gotten proof that somebody amongst us is actually from the far future or the far past. Cool. I introduce to you, uh, for your approval, <laughs> the Moberly Jordan incident. Oh, of course. Mm, of nineteen eleven. Charlotte Ann Moberly and Eleanor Jourdain published a book called An Adventure. It chronicles their experiences visiting a small chateau on the grounds of the Palace of Versailles. Wow, in a lot France. of French words that I feel like you're doing a good job on. Thank you. Welcome. Monsieur Mongetou would be proud. Bonjour, Mongetou. Bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, they visited these grounds and essentially um, they were expecting them to be run down, yet mm-hmm. instead the gardens. Appeared to be vibrant. Verdant. It's incredible. The yeah. greens are so... Green. Green. <laughs> Green. Green. Uh, um, <laughs> they claimed that they saw uh, guards uh-huh. who were like, that way, please, keep going that way, whatever. Like, totally average day for all these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they claimed to have seen Marie Antoinette. Oh, okay. Now, some of this was uh, later explained as we saw a bunch of ghosts... However, it was also theorized, no, 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 you entered a time slip. Yeah. You went to this place at this time, and you accidentally ended up at that place in the late 1800s. Right, in the wrong time. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Highly controversial. Sure. Complicated by the fact that these two women uh, claim to have other paranormal experiences. Mm -hmm. Maybe there was something completely unique and special about them. Yeah. Or maybe they just, like, uh, were throwing in a lot of different concepts. Right. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, that's a big one. Um, Chaplin's time traveler. Okay. Let's fast forward to uh, 1928. In the Charlie Chaplin movie, The Circus, there is a shot of a city street. In the background is a woman seen walking around holding a black rectangle up to the side of her head. I think I've heard of that. In the year 2010, people were watching this on DVD, saw her, and went, Whoa, that's a time traveler uh-huh. using an iPhone yeah. in the background of this Charlie Chaplin movie. That's awesome. It spread far and wide. It was circulated on like the local news. It was everywhere. Uh, people explain it away. I still haven't seen anybody pull up the exact thing she would have been holding that was timeline 
appropriate. Appropriate. Yeah. Uh, but they say it could have been an ear horn. Okay. She was hard of hearing. Yes, her device. It was sort of like a rectangular ear horn, or just like looked weird. She was holding it up to her head. She's definitely like in the background, <laughs> look, looking That's like she's so chatting on the phone. Weird. Yeah. What the hell? I know. Uh, some people say that at the time uh, there was technology that was like a hearing aid, right? Sort yeah. of thing. So maybe it was that. Yeah. That's so strange. Yeah. That's happened uh, uh, several times. Really? By the way, yeah. There's in a, movies. You mean? Oh, in everything. There's a yeah. Mike Tyson match uh-huh. um, in the 90s where you can see everybody's watching the match. It's like the mid-90s. Yeah. Cell phones were – they existed, but I mean, you know what yeah. <laughs> 90s cell phones were yeah. like. And yet somebody animal. is in the crowd recording the fight on a vertical rectangle. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. What's going on? I don't know. Time travel. What? Time travel. Time traveler came back to the past. To record a Mike Tyson fight that be? hadn't been recorded in their timeline. What must this be? <laughs> the the yeah, right. footage like, yeah, of this Mike back? Tyson fight yeah. wasn't available in the future. Right. Right. What is this? Now, you can also make the argument that uh, there are undoubtedly there's there are Apple employees who are using prototype devices in the field. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, true. Yeah. Gawker and Gizmodo got banned from any Apple events because somebody who worked at Apple was using like an iPhone 5 or something and left it at a bar. Uh-huh. And Gizmodo bought it to start reporting on its specs. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, that's somebody that's using future tech. Right. But it's for a reason, for like a privileged, I work on the team that's making this, I'm testing it, reason. And that's also very like, it's very close future. I would imagine that these notable things aren't like, oh, they're using the iPhone X when only the iPhone 7 was available. Well, who knows? Maybe maybe even the phones that we're using are a fraction of the power that we should be capable of, but the government is holding on to it. Well, no, I mean like... So maybe that guy was a government employee who had oh, an I iPhone, an iPhone-esque device in the 90s. Right, right. Oh, no, would they be flashing them around like that? It would be a pretty bad idea to be yeah, holding it like, yeah. up in the air recording a Mike Tyson fight yeah, where there are other cameras recording it and you. Right, it's very high-profile... Wow. Yeah. Also, there's some people who like to point out that there was some sort of a you know personal camcorder that was a white vertical rectangle available at that time commonly, but those people are just naysayers. That was definitely a time travel. So let's move on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> was that camcorder like thin like a phone? That sounds like a weird camcorder. It was weird. <laughs> it was weird. My next topic will be weird electronics. <laughs> It's really strange. That doesn't sound like an appealing camcorder. Yeah, but well, whatever. Like a flat rectangle. <laughs> like why? I don't know. Anyway, uh, all right. Let's talk about the hipster. Okay. A 1941 photograph taken at a bridge opening ceremony <laughs> reportedly shows a modern day hipster wearing cool guy I mean, sunglasses and a cardigan over a printed T-shirt. I mean, how many hipsters look like they're like, you know. Like street people of the 30s. Street people of the 30s. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that I have to see the picture, but like just off the top, I feel like a hipster could fold neatly in or a hipster look kind right. of thing. Like yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. it's not surprising to me. Well, uh, like, I mean, this know, was be- the era of everybody, all the men wearing hats. And suits. Were there and mustaches there, involved? No mustache. Okay. No mustache. Uh, but his hair is like kind of like wavy and kind of combed back. It's not slicked back, but it's like kind of combed back. Yeah. And he's standing there looking like particularly cool <laughs> oh my God. at this bridge opening ceremony. He sounds really annoying. With a cardigan and a printed tee, which was not the style. <laughs> and there are some people that like to point out 
that it was also common at the time to sew emblems onto your clothes. But Again, those people... The naysayers. They, they're the same people that want to pop your balloon. So let's move yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely oh, looked out of place. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I'm excited to look at this. But you know, there'll be like listicles or whatever that go around go around that's like look at these hot victorian people and you're like whoa yeah because you're used to seeing ones that are just like they look so from another era but then there's some guys who got like some old victorian swagger yeah and they're wearing clothes that like look recent enough where you're like yeah that's like a hot dude where you could just you know you could put that kind of story onto that be like that's a time traveler because like man look how look how disaffected he is remember when they tried to make um what is that that H.G. Wells story. I think it's H.G. Wells. He has a story about, or there's a story about chasing Jack the Ripper into the future. You know what I'm talking about? It kind of rings a bell. They tried to make a sexy boy show about it. Oh, like last yeah, year yeah, sometime. Yeah. Yep. I don't know what it's called, but I remember they made a sexy boy show. It's like about a Jack sexy the Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Having a Victorian era dandy. Yeah. Travel to 2019 Brooklyn mm-hmm. and fit right in. Right. Nightmare. And be like, Maybe he's even like, oh, I was an outcast in my own time, and here, I'm, I'm the hot new thing. Right, I'm so comfortable. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that would be Brooklyn of like a, like a number of years ago. Right. Not Maybe not today, but still. Oh, well, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Still. Yeah, well, you millennials with your avocado toast. Boy, is that joke old yet? <laughs> feels fresh to me. It feels like the oldest person joke Definitely. in the world. I, I heard a podcast toast. I listened to was talking about some movie. I'm a t- this is good and they were like i bet millennials like this yeah they probably eat avocado toast while they watch it right and i'm like that was that was not funny when that was a like first announced as a joke but it was somewhat accurate yeah to be fair sure but now it's just like oh my god it's been like two or three years so old and also get on board have you had avocado toast it's really good oh (laughs) anyway uh let's get to an urban legend the legend of rudolph fence Ooh, wow that's a mm. hell of a name mm. rudolph fence it's an urban legend from the 50s uh this has been reported as a fact okay <laughs> by who everybody chris that everyone <laughs> Uh, in new york city in 1951 a man wearing 19th century clothes was hit by a car the subsequent investigation revealed that the man had disappeared without a trace in 1876. Oh. The items in his possession suggested that he had that the man had traveled through time from 1876 to 1950. I want to know what these items are. A note that says, I'm from 1876. <laughs> and a lot of people yeah. like to point out that this was a fake story. Right. But those are the same people that tell you not to bother making a birthday wish. Yeah, so. right. They're going to sit on your sandwich. <laughs> exactly. So let's move on to John Titer. Yeah. Do you Ooh. know this name? No. Oh, this is one of the best stories. The year is 2000 slash 2001. In the age of the old internet, mm. message boards are the rage. Are the all game. the rage. And the suddenly, the somebody using the username John Titer begins posting about how he hails from the year 2036, and he is an American military soldier selected for a time travel mission and sent back in time. That's great. He posts about his world. He lives in a war-ravaged timeline Mm -hmm. because, you see... What year is this again? 
Uh, this is the year 2000. Well, but like, what's his year? 2036. Oh boy. Okay. He talks about how starting in 2004, the world was on the verge of global change. Uh, nuclear war loomed. In 2015, World War Three struck. Uh-oh. You see, Kristen, there were border disputes. Oh. Mm. Mm. Uh, and there were wars over religion and stuff. Yeah. Etc. 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 Order and rights and border clashes and odor overpopulation. Odor, okay. odor population. Anyway, <laughs> in his time, uh, uh, and there was a civil war. Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> he, he also warned of the spread of Creutzfeldt Jacob disease, which is spread through beef. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is arguably. So he definitely just had a. Okay, this person who did this had a friend named Jacob Creutzfeldt. And thought it was funny to, to talk about this being this disease that I feel, ravaged. I think, I think there's a chance Grootsville Jacob disease is real. Oh, really? I think there's a chance. He's just like, there's an epidemic of it. I don't think he made up a... Oh, I thought he made it up. My friend Jacob, his his mortal nemesis, Jacob Kreutzfeld, yeah, he turned right. into a disease. Kreutzfeld Jacob sh- disease. And he showed his friends and they're like, oh man, good one. They didn't tell Kreutzfeld... <laughs> they didn't tell Jacob Kreutzfeld, here's what I've done in my latest prank. It's taken me months of planning, but I've turned him into tainted beef. <laughs> that sounds like an old-timey insult, like, yeah. being like... You've made tainted beef of me. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's so stupid. So maybe this guy is actually from the way, way past, zoomed into the future, and right. then yeah. did this. Yeah, yeah. he's from all With over the place. With that tainted beef reference. John Titer's, yeah. like, rubber banding. Can you imagine time. the deja vu this guy's it's got? gone everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so he claimed that he was sent, in back, sent back in time. He needed to go, the original mission, uh, the United States military used their time travel tech to send him back to 1975 to get an IBM 15, 5100 computer, which they would need to debug the legacy computer programs found in the year 2036. Wow. He claimed he was the I- descendant of one of the original programmers that made that computer, which is why he was selected. Ah, was? To- what? Steve, no- Steve Wozniak? Steve Wozniak? Yeah. <laughs> my name is Little Gordon Wozniak. <laughs> yeah. Steve is my grandpappy. <laughs> to prove his lineage, he posted a bunch of facts about the computer that had not been made public before. Was that true? He really, They really hadn't been? They were accurate. Yeah, they were accurate. So who the hell is this guy? Uh, everyone immediately went, oh, he's a computer scientist, and people pretty much know who he is. Yeah, oh, really? <laughs> but That's anyway, really we'll awesome. get to that later. People like to say... Yeah. That he's a computer scientist, <laughs> that he works in the industry and has access to this kind of information. But let me tell you the truth about his travels. Yeah. He then claimed he decided to make a personal trip to the year 2000 to visit family <laughs> and take some family pictures and heirlooms that, in his timeline, had been destroyed in the nuclear war. Oh, boy. But I feel like that creates a paradox. And while he was there, he started posting on internet forums about the future. Oh, so he wasn't posting this from the future? It was No, he was saying, I'm in the year 2000 with you, but I'm from the year 2036. Oh, okay, I thought he was posting in the year 2036, but was reaching us somehow in the year 2000. No, he, was he like, came I'm, back. I'm sending, ba- I'm sending this back to you somehow. The government gotcha. said, go to 1975 and get this computer. He did that. Yeah. And then he was supposed to come back with it, but instead he was like, I'm going to stop and visit some family first. Gotcha. You know, like when the military tells you to do something, and then you decide to take a personal yeah, detour casually... for a while? Yeah. Right, you veer from that course of this super secret mission that you're on. Traveling through time. And they're chill with it. And you start telling people you're traveling through time. (laughs) Right. And you're in the American military. Yeah, you know that thing of that. 
American military in the future. Yeah. Man travels back in time, starts talking about how to avert the future crisis and win the future war. Right. Do competing world powers try to kidnap that man? Yeah, absolutely. This guy's got great information. It's almost risky to lie and say you're a time traveler. Uh, yeah, true. Yeah, you're right. Because if somebody takes that too seriously, you could be in major danger. Right? As stupid – oh, major danger yeah. might get you. Yeah, absolutely. You got to put some sort of blocker on that message board that keeps it from major danger and his agent's eyes. Agents of danger. Danger agents. <laughs> the AOD. Yeah. The agents of danger. That's right. Major danger. Right. Donald danger. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for real. Like if I right now was like, yeah. I have intel about uh, the American strategy in the future war. I'd, why wouldn't some other place just be like, all right, get that tubby guy from yeah, Jersey right. just in case? It sounds like he might know something. Sounds like he's lying, but yeah, if not, what if he's not? Right. We'll have future information. Anyway. So Titer started to say that the many worlds theory of time travel is the accurate one. They okay. know this after having come up with their time travel tech. So by him telling us what's going to happen in the future, he's also effectively preventing it from happening. Ah, okay. Yeah. And some people say that that was just a convenient excuse for the fact that his predictions never came true. <laughs> I'm not here to hear that, Will. I can feel the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. those are the same people that like to, right. you, know, you know, do something or other. Right. That I don't have time for. <laughs> so. Squash your salami. Yeah. Anyway, it was. This is all rad, mm -hmm. um, and I love the idea of of all of this. Yeah. Um, but for sure, it seems like there are people out there who um, tried to hunt down who John Titer is. Right. Eventually, he stopped posting. People are fairly confident that there is a Florida entertainment lawyer uh, who uh, he and his brother were behind the John Titer. Okay posts um and that they'd been working on it for several years that they had actually started posting stuff like this in 1998 yeah, yeah they even yeah. documented what it would take to make a time machine um and it turns out wait what do you mean these two these two brothers documented what it would take to make a time machine online they, yeah 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 like they would post as their character yeah. that they'd made oh saying God. here's how the time machine was made in our time so it was like it was almost like the blair witch marketing campaign yeah where right. they're like no the, the fictional thing is the real thing yeah but they had nothing to market they were just kind of doing it to do it yeah um and uh, it turns out that John Titer is also a registered trademark. So this was like a you know a yeah. creative entertainment proposition, right? Kind of like doing a multimedia sort of thing, which yeah. is actually very cool. Yeah, I think I think it's I, I genuinely think that that's rad. Yeah, that's a cool idea. Uh, I think it's a fun idea for a, a future person to be posting on our yeah absolutely as of now primitive message boards totally and whatever. Um, uh, but it's also just cool as like a story. Yeah, for fun. That reminds me of the episode of Beyond Belief Factor Fiction that I was watching last night where somebody bought a used computer yeah. and then messages started coming in from it from the previous owner who was trapped in an Egyptian tomb or something that caved in. Whoa. And um, they were like, oh, how much more battery power does your computer have? We'll come get you. And he was like, I'm not using a computer. His mind was just connected to the computer. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. I didn't make it to find out whether that was fact or faked. Oh. But I have my guesses. <laughs> my suspicions. <laughs> and uh, there you have it. That's basically yeah. my uh, my time travel. Amazing story for you. Mind bending stories 
the real life implications of travel and yeah. theoretically the people who we've caught time traveling in movies and stuff. Right. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I definitely want to see the picture of the lady in the Charlie Chaplin movie. I haven't seen that before. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. We should look that up. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll do no another quick little uh, bonus video yeah. after this to go online yeah. uh, so that people can watch us watch the time travelers. Yeah, let's do that. Cool. Um, but yeah, there you go. I think we've uh, given all of you everything you possibly need to go see Happy Death Day to you. Yes, absolutely. Thank now you for you're stopping well here first yes. to get up to speed right. with the concepts. <laughs> with how all these things work. Yeah. So um, we'll see you next week. In the meantime, you can follow us um, on all social media at GTTUPod. You can join our Facebook group, which we just kind of like rebranded, I yeah. guess you would say. So now you can search for Guides the Unknown colon Secret Society. And we have a cool new logo that William made, or you can just go to facebook.com slash groups slash GTTU pod to find that. Join our secret society. That's right. I'm hearing whispers <laughs> from the internet. Me too. You can also follow Kristen and I individually online. That's right. I'm at Chillin' Kristen on Instagram. I'm at Haunted Sponge. If you enjoyed this show, please tell your friends. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes, mm -hmm. Apple Podcasts, whatever they want to call it. Yep. Uh, and consider going to patreon.com slash gttupod uh, to give back and enable us to go do weird things out in the world. Yeah, we would super appreciate it. You can just donate anything that you that you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but thank you all so much for hanging out with us. We're going to go now, mm -hmm. uh, but we will see you next week. In order for us to get more information, though... We must travel. <laughs> Back to the other world. Go away. Where's the camera? <laughs> I can't see. <laughs> Good night. Good night. <laughs>